Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Around the Horn is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsible. Part of happy hour. Lynn Yates, Justin Sinsley, good luck in showdown. Anthony Davis and Victor Wembanyama posterized each other last night in the Lakers-Spurs game. L.A. edged San Antonio in the game. But Clinton, who postered better? This has to be AD for me. When it comes down to posters, I have three criterion. One, effort of defender. Wemby did well. Two, reaction of dunker. AD went, did well as well. And three, bench reacts. The Lakers went nuts on that, and they won the game. AD got it all done. Dinsley, who posted better? Yeah, I, I got to go with AD. He started at the wing. He kind of went into Wemby on his chest. And, and as Clinton said, he sold it. He's still saying I'm him from the end season tournament. And for a guy that's been ridiculed all season, hey, I'm happy for AD. Mm. It was the better dunk. All right, both going with Davis. We'll split the point for now. We'll move on to Showdown 2. The Titans announcing they will wear the Oilers throwbacks this weekend when they play Houston on Sunday. They can't keep getting away with this. This is not a question of can they do this anymore, Justin. Should they do this? Absolutely not, Tony. Do you see the Oklahoma City Thunder wearing Seattle Supersonics throwbacks? Hell, the Brooklyn Nets don't even wear the New Jersey Nets throwback. They, they have, can't they keep getting that. away with this. All right, Clint Yates. This, this is foul of the highest possible order. The football gods look upon this very disfavorably. Why would you tempt fate in a scenario like this? Oh, I do not wish to be the team that is wearing those uniforms in the baby blue. Not a good look. Doing it against Houston, Un- yeah. this is just unsightly. We'll move on. A 12-round shootout last night. Let's go. Penguins, Canadians, make, 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 miss, 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 make, make, miss, 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 and make. It was Jansen Harkins who ended it. Clinton, too long, not long enough, or just right. Goldilocks, baby, just right. I'm a person that enjoys the most exciting play in hockey, and therefore I enjoy shootouts. I remember back in the 2014 Winter Olympics when Washington Capitol TJ Oshie went four for six over and over and over again. I'm not going to lie to you, Tony. More like the Olympics. Mm-hmm. You the reading all those makes and misses out, it reminded me of that old school Nintendo cheat code. Left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, oh. start. That's what oh, it sounded oh, oh, oh. like, you know? Konami code. Oh, oh. Hey, look. Mm-hmm. But no – Anytime you do something that's only happened 11 times in NHL history, I'm with it. But there needs to be a cap. You can't go over 15. After that, it just starts getting boring. Justin, you invoked the Contra code. But you got it wrong. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A. And then select start if you're playing with with someone else. So there you go. Next, we can do Mike Tyson's punch out if if you want. I got that one, too. But for now. Shout out Glass Joe. Yates. Take the face time. 
This week in my hometown, Monumental Sports principal owner Theodore Leontis announced that he wanted to move the Washington Capitals and the Washington Wizards outside of D.C. from Capital One Arena to Alexandria, Virginia. The man sitting to my left is my father, Earl. He's the one that took me to games and taught me how to be a sports fan. And let me tell you something, as a family that grew up in D.C. and understands what that sport basketball means to the city, this is not just villainous, as Tony Kornheiser said, it's despicable. You're going to have to look yourself in the face every day, Theodore, when people start walking away from your team and you're going to know exactly why they did it. Not cool. Wow. Never has been, never will. And Earl, yeah. bring Earl over. Let's see Earl. Yeah, yeah come on, come on he's Earl. He's Get the point. The we he's really want to see. Get in the shot. Analyst. There he is. Yeah. Harry's on the show. I've won 990% of the shows. There you go, Earl. My man, Earl. Happy Hour is presented by Grey Goose Vodka. Please sip responsibly. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. We got a special surprise today. Look who's sitting across from me. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I don't know why this is a big deal. Stat Boy hasn't come to work in 10 years. In 10 years, where is he? Is it only 10? Maybe it's more than 10. Where is he? I think it's more. Right? So well, See, there's another show. Perhaps you missed this. What? Stat Boy. He go oh, he's been oh. gone. He's gone. He's away. He's moved out. 10 years. He's moved out. Come on now. I'm going to say the over-under is 12. 12? Yeah. I might go under, Yeah, but I might not. <laughs> Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Giannis's game ball, Shohei's unique claws, and Brian Windhorst joins us for five good minutes. But we begin again today with Draymond Green, who has been suspended indefinitely by the NBA for hitting Yusef Nurkic in the face Tuesday night. Green has often been suspended before, but always for a defined amount of games. Wilbon, what is your reaction to an indefinite suspension? Well, the reaction is fine now, but that could change. I don't want to see some gutless application in a week or so yeah. of an eight-game suspension for Draymond Green. Then I'm going to be angry. Right. Today, I think it's fine. You basically say to Draymond Green, you know what? You have to get yourself together. You can't come to a workplace and punch a teammate, kick in the crotch an opponent, choke out an opponent, and then just bam, whack him. You're a menace in the workplace, and we're not having that. So you go away. You get whatever. The, the, the key word now is help. Everybody's going to the word help. You get whatever help you got to get, but you're out of here until we see yeah. contrition, remorse, improvement, and something close to an absolute promise that you understand this behavior is not going to be tolerated. While all that is going on, I can take the word indefinite. If they think this is going to happen in a week and a half, then somebody needs to go after whoever's decision. So I was surprised by this at first because I thought there would be a finite amount of games and I thought it would be at least 20. And I got to thinking about this. I think this is very savvy on the part of the NBA. I just think it's really smart because what they're doing is they're saying, we'll put you back when we decide we'll put you back. You're going to have nothing to do with this. It's going to be our decision. Then we're going to tell people that, that you're better. I think it's a win for Adam Silver. I think it's a win for Draymond Green. I think it's a win-win, except for the Warriors, who don't know if or when they, may not they will be ever able get to this win guy anything. back. I think Green ought to actually be appreciative for this, yeah. and he ought to say that out loud. And he ought to go and work wherever he goes. He ought to go and work on controlling his, his temper. But the proof of it will be when he does get back, yes. will he do this again? Yes. And, Mike, you and I are cynical old sports writers. And we have seen him do this on and on and on for years and years and years 
I'm hoping he doesn't do it again, but I wouldn't bet on it. You know, I give some credit to Kendrick Perkins, who right away, when this happened, when the chokeout happened of Rudy Gobert, he said, you know what? I have been through Kendrick Perkins' anger management after a suspension. And he said, contrition and remorse are where you start. And Draymond Green hasn't started there yet. Kendrick Perkins saw that day one, and he was right. Because we, ha- we still haven't seen that from Draymond Green. Tony? Yes. We're waiting. Yes, we are. Indefinitely. Giannis Antetokounmpo scored 64 points in a win over the Pacers last night, but he wanted something a little more. Giannis got heated as he believed Indiana took a game ball that he said he wanted for Damian Lillard, who had just passed Kyle Korver for fifth place in all-time threes. Rick Carlisle said the Pacers took it for Oscar Shewe, who scored his first NBA point in that same game. Shewe did. Antetokounmpo eventually got a ball, but he was skeptical it was the actual game ball. Tony! Is the headline here Giannis's performance during the game or this stupid kerfuffle that followed it? Okay, so the headline should be that he got 64 points in one game. That's the most he's ever had. That's the most anybody in the Milwaukee Bucks, Bucks has ever had, including Kareem and Oscar. Kareem, yeah. Okay? And Oscar. So it's not, though, because of what happened afterwards and the concentration on that video. It's not. Um, did you see when he ran up the tunnel yes, like he was going to hit somebody? Somebody got his jersey like he was, from behind. Okay, so that was crazy. You know <laughs> what else is crazy, Mike? What else is crazy is the notion of it has to be the actual game ball. Ten minutes after the game, if I put three balls out, no idea. nobody would have any idea. Maybe and the by the way, guard, they, the end up, they end up painted on a display and yes. nobody no, has any nobody idea. Nobody even touches it again. I was stunned to hear this thing that he wanted it for Damian Lillard because, and let's be accurate on this, Damian Lillard had passed Kyle Korver for fifth, fifth, fifth. place on the all-time thing, which is what? And then this is a quote we should stop from, from Giannis. We should stop what we're doing and we should appreciate greatness. What? <laughs> so Giannis didn't want it? Really? Well, but I don't he, believe that. But then that. he says he did, and he I says it believe. didn't feel like the. All of it's stupid. This is when you have too much. This is just an excess of everything in life. So now I have to have that ball. If you gave him a ball, you're right. This is, by the way, there are some point guards who would know the ball. He wouldn't. Huh? Magic and John Stockton and Not 10 Isaiah minutes after. those guys. They, Not 10 oh, minutes after. I don't know. Nope. But anyway... It's a whole stupid thing. You write something on the ball yes, that commemorates the stupid ball and go home. That's right. Please. We can move on. We can. And we return once again to Shohei Otani's contract, which may be the most intriguing and unique contract in all of sports. Now we learn that Otani can opt out of it if either the Dodgers owner, your boy Mark Walter, mm-hmm. or president of baseball ops, Andrew Friedman, leaves the team. Wilbon, what does this part of the contract tell you? Nothing. Really? Nothing. I mean, the contract is going to be examined to death, and everybody's going to go crazy over it. I understand why you might want to leave if Mark Walter left, because he's got the money. He's got the bag. He bought the Dodgers. When people thought that the Dodgers were going to go for something like $1.8 billion, and then it went for $2.something billion, that's Mark Walter, okay? People thought that the contract was going to be, what, nearly six hundred. dollars He got seven hundred. Even with the discounted value of when you pay it out, that's still Mark Walter. So if the owner leaves, I understand Shohei saying, hold on for a second. Maybe we don't have a guy with as much a bag as he does. But for the most part, it tells me nothing. 
tells me that Shohei Otani is really, really smart because he went to the Dodgers and he leveraged all of his power and he said, I want this guy, Andrew Friedman, to build this team. I see something in him. And I'm going to make sure he is with me for the next 10 years. And what I'm going to do is take the money that I am deferring yeah. and let him use some of that to make sure that the, that the team is right. The owner has nothing to do with it because he's not going anywhere. Because he's happy owning the Dodgers. Wouldn't think. The guy when the music stops who doesn't have a chair is Dave Roberts. Because Shohei didn't say he's got to be here for the next 10 years with me as no. well. So he didn't say that. I, Mike, I hope it works. I think it's an unprecedented contract, and I'll say this. LeBron James has fired a lot of GMs and a lot of coaches, left a string of them out in the street, but he never had the contractual ability to do it. This guy has it in a contract that he you know can do it. You know what I want to see it. from Shohei? I don't want to see his contract. I want to let's see him in the playoffs. Let's see him in the playoffs. Let's in the playoffs. Do let's, that. Let's take a break. Turn that trick. Coming up, your Spurs lose their 18th straight. Did the team expect a bigger win-loss impact from Victor Wembanyama as they should have? We will ask Brian Windhorst. We'll also ask him whether we're seeing the changing of the guard among the league's top stars. Some youngins are coming. Some youngins. You don't admire the power that Otani has over that team now? Really? You don't need to have it contractually stated. Well, you just demand it. Look, look at the NBA that's got much bigger stars they than Shohei. Yeah, they demand they, it. He can't demand it. They just it. say, He's, trade me tomorrow. Pardon the interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. You are watching Pardon the Interruption, presented by Grey Goose, part of Happy Hour. Let's dig back into the NBA with our great friend, NBA senior writer, Brian Windhorse. Brian, let's start with Draymond Green's indefinite suspension. Any sense as to how the Warriors feel about that and how they feel about him now? 
Well, it was totally out of their hands. The Warriors' opportunity to manage the situation essentially has been taken away. They're making it seem like a collaborative effort, and I guess they were all on the same page agreeing that it should be indefinite. Uh, but they didn't have a choice. Uh, last year, when Draymond was having issues, the, the league stu stood back, let the team try to handle it. Draymond said that he was going to you know, work on himself. He subsequently has been suspended four different times. So now it is in the league's hands. Uh, but Mike Dunleavy today made it clear that they still see him as a, a part of this organization. And quite frankly, they don't have a choice. They signed him to a four-year, $100 million contract, knowing the positives and negatives. They accepted that. And there's no getting out of it. They decided that they wanted to remain in business with Draymond Green. It's been a partnership that has borne a lot of fruit and a lot of success and led to a lot of headaches. And so right now they're dealing with the downside. And their wager, just like it was last July, is that there will still be upside in the future. It's debatable whether that's true, but they're going to stick in that deal because they don't have any other choice, and they're going to have to hope that this is indeed Draymond's last suspension. Because i got to tell you, if we come to this point again, I'm not so sure there's going to be another chance. This is endlessly fascinating. We know we could talk about Draymond and the Warriors for hours, but we, we'll, we'll move on to something else, Brian, uh, specifically the Spurs who lost their 18th straight game last night despite Mr. Wimbanyama going for 30 and 13 and six block shots. I was not a person who expected him to have big impact on wins and losses early on. But do you get the sense that the Spurs thought he might have an impact early on on wins and losses? Well, they certainly didn't think they were going to be 3-20, and 20, Mr. Wilbon, because that is not at all what Greg Popovich was looking for. I do believe that they felt that this was going to be a bit of an experimental season. I mean, they basically have not played a point guard in their starting lineup all year, and there's just no way that's going to be successful. But you are right. You look at the history of the NBA, rookies generally do not affect winning and losing. I mean, I'm talking about Luka, I'm talking about LeBron, I'm talking about Durant. It just doesn't happen. You don't do it in your first couple of years. What I would say, if you're a Spurs fan or you're a Wembenyama fan, this last seven to ten days has been something special because they finally made the decision to move him to center. They stopped messing around with him at power forward, and it's totally changed his output. These last three games, 22 points, 17 rebounds, five blocks. He went toe-to-toe with Anthony Davis in this game against the Lakers. And I know ultimately AD got the best of him, but he is still 19 years old. He is averaging 20-10 in three blocks, and now he's playing center where I think he can make a big impact. I actually think it's been a great week in Victor Wembanyamaville. It's not showing on the scoreboard, but then again, it's not. I, 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 would, I wouldn't be surprised if in two or three years, there's only two or three players left on this team right now. This is going to eventually be just the beginning of a big Spurs build up around him well while rookies don't always have a huge impact on winning there's some young stars who are having some impact on winning and I'm thinking about Shea Gilgis Alexander Anthony Edwards of course Tyrese Halliburton De'Aaron Fox it seems to me Brian like there's a changing of the guard that started already do you think they're ready to take over and if not now when well, the league still is very much invested, and the fan bases are still very much invested in LeBron, Steph, 
KD, uh, the, you know, the old standbys that have been around for more than a decade. But if you're not paying attention to these young guys, you are missing out. You know, in the middle of the night on the first Sunday of NFL season, I understand why nobody watched it. In the goal in the bronze medal game at the World Championships over in Manila, Shea Gildas Alexander and Anthony Davis staged a brilliant duel against each other. And Shea got him. Shea had a brilliant overtime, and the Canadians took the bronze medal. And I remember being at that game in that gym thinking, this is the beginning of a potentially amazing rivalry in the Western Conference. You, I think you could see these guys play each other in the playoffs this year. I know it's hard to believe because of the legacies, the recent legacies of their team, but I would argue that any Timberwolves-Thunder uh, game this year should be appointment viewing. That's how here, good here. these young players are. They got a, both a chance to be first-team All-NBA this season. Uh, and obviously, Tyrese Halliburton had a coming out uh, party. Uh, he's now a guy who I think you got to pay attention to. Was also on that Team USA over the summer, but I don't know if America has joined. All of these guys are in small markets. They're probably going to have to prove it in the spring and summer before they really get the attention. All right, we will get you out of here on this, and this is local for Wilbon and me, and it's important to us. Would you expect the NBA to support Ted Leonsis moving the Wizards out of DC, which I characterize as villainy? <laughs> well, would I, would I expect the NBA to support one of its owners getting hundreds of millions of dollars in taxpayer money? Well, I only have like 60 years of evidence to say yes. Mm -hmm. I think absolutely they will. Um, you know, I don't understand all the pieces of it. I, I, I find it stunning that Leonsis would move out of an arena that he owns in the middle of the city. Uh, I find it stunning that they would think that it's a good thing. I mean, one of the things we've seen in the NBA over this last about 20 years is teams moving back to downtown. In the 70s and 80s, the teams moved out of downtown, and largely that failed. And so it's been a struggle to get back into the cities. And here the Wizards, whose move into the city in the 90s was hugely successful, totally revitalized an entire neighborhood. Why they would buck that trend is very surprising. But from a, from a league level, especially in a league where other guys or other teams, including the Oklahoma City Thunder, just got a ballot measure passed this week, uh, are trying to get public funds, I don't anticipate anybody standing his way on the league level. Thank you so much, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Good appreciate you. it, man. Thank you. Let's take one last take break. Care. Still to come, Wilbon's Wildcats go down to Chicago State. Yeah, that hurts, saw that doesn't it? Coming. That hurts. Nah, nah, I saw that one coming. I really did. Really? Tony's Wizards. Yeah, they stink. Blow a big lead to fall to 3 and 20. You know, you may want to get some action by the end of the year that their record is worse than the Spurs and the Pistons by the end. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 26th birthday, DK Metcalf. The Pro Bowl wide receiver for the Seahawks has 51 catches for 864 yards and seven touchdowns so far this season. Good. But he was ejected from Sunday's game against 49ers, his second ejection in three seasons, and there's a sense he needs to better control his temper. Metcalf is best known for running down Buda Baker three years ago when Baker was on his way to a 97-yard pick six. Metcalf was clocked going 22.64 miles an hour in pursuit. Metcalf is so Look fast, he tried to qualify for the Olympic trials in the 100, running 10.36 at 6'4 and 2.35. Wow. Wow. He finished 15th of 17 runners and acknowledged there's a big difference between sprinter speed and football speed. He knows that, but if he was 25 pounds lighter, which he might be, and he had started off on that path, guess what? <laughs> DK Metcalf think, might be an Olympic sprinter. I he might have been able to do that. Big. Wow. Big. Happy anniversary, Marvin Harrison. On this day 21 years ago, the Hall of Fame Colts receiver set the single-season record for receptions with two games remaining, finishing with 143 catches. Michael Thomas then broke that record in 2019 with 149 catches. Cooper Cup had 145 in 2021, so Harrison sits third all-time. Harrison and Peyton Manning hold the NFL records for most completions from one quarterback to one receiver, 953. Most passing touchdowns, 114, and most passing yards, 12,766. Harrison's son, Marvin Jr., is projected to be a high first-round draft pick come April, but he's contemplating returning to Ohio State for his senior season and one more shot at beating the team from up north. Forget beating the team. You want to beat the team from up north? Wear the dark blue and beat the team from Green Bay because they're really up north. He can do that. Oh, you want him on the the Bears, right? Of course, I want with the first the pick in the draft. Oh, in the, I want yes. Oh, that's all, Marvin Harrison. Because you're stuck Jr. on the quarterback now. You well, want I, like, to keep I want this to work with Fields. I wanted to. And a melancholy trails to George McGinnis, mm. the Hall of Fame forward who was a two-time ABA champion on Indiana, and an NBA All-Star in Philadelphia and Denver, died at the age of 73. McGinnis was a college star at Indiana, leading the Big Ten in scoring and rebounding. In the ABA, McGinnis was on the same step with Julius Irving with whom he shared an MVP in 1975 when he averaged a career-high 29.8 points. McGinnis and Irving then played together for a couple of years on the 76ers after the merger. I covered McGinnis in the ABA and then with Irving in Philadelphia a little bit. He was an extremely physical player, an early version of Zion Williamson. He was a delight to talk to after games, and I always felt badly, Mike, that it was after he left and Moses Malone arrived that the Sixers won a title. Yeah, Tony, he was such a, a physical player. He waved the ball around with one hand. I met George McGinnis when I was a young sports writer. They used with Denver then at a shoot-around. You introduced me to him. Is that right? That's right. Oh, boy, is How my memory that? gone. <laughs> I really liked him. I really liked George McGinnis. He was George a great player. And you know what people don't know? They don't even know anymore George McGinnis. He averaged no. 30, yeah. and he was sharing the ball with other great players. Ferocious rebound. Wow. Totally ferocious rebound. Sad, sad. All right, let's go to the big finish, because the first question is fabulous for you. 
Number 25, Northwestern beat number one, Purdue, a couple of weeks ago, then lost last night to Chicago State. Will you explain that? I was worried about this. I mean, you know, you you have that high of Purdue. Trap game. During exams. It it just, I I saw this coming. We'll be all right. The Wizards blew a 15-point lead. Lost to the Pelicans by 20. Tony? Nothing they do on the court is significant. They're a terrible team. And having said that, I want them in the District of Columbia and not in here, Virginia. Here, here, here. The Titans will wear their Oilers uniforms Ooh. when the Texans come to town this weekend. Okay by you? Yes, those are great uniforms. Note to marketing execs, they're not black. And they're still great uniforms. Thursday night football, Chargers, Raiders. You intrigued with that? Honestly, I'm not. Um, Justin Herbert's not going to play. They're too... Very weak. Hope the Chargers win a big I'm going to watch. Speaking of uniforms. Yeah. Right? Last one. The Nets beat the Suns, who finally had their big three together. Your thoughts? It was the first time they're together. How about that? It's the first time they've played together all season. They're going to have to play 25 or 30 games to get themselves ready to be anything in the playoffs like people have thought they would be. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. Nice to see you, Pookie. (laughs) Good to see you as well. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTR podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, your sports. So I was thinking maybe next month I'd show up again. Oh, good. I yeah. Like that. I mean, you write it down on the calendar at some point. Any day in particular you got? Probably a Thursday. I like Thursdays.